Hello and welcome to The Streaming Circuit, the podcast where we just downloaded a bunch of songs on our iPods. As always, I'm Adam and I'm joined by Tom. What's up, man? I thought it was only 30. I mean, that that wasn't that many back in the day. What, songs? Yeah, it was 30 songs on my new iPod. Oh, I don't know. It's just a line that Darcy says. I don't know. I don't think she put a number on it, did she? Yeah, she did. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, well, spoiler alert, I don't really like this movie, so I guess I didn't catch that. Um, <laughs> interesting. 30 wow, songs that's is... a way to tease the audience here. By the way, I'm Tom Duncan. Yeah, what's up? Um, <laughs> 30 doesn't seem like a lot. No. Mm, being part of, part of the uh, iPod generation, that was when I was in high school. No, 30 songs is not much. No, no. What happened to the iPod? That was the downfall of society when we got rid of the iPods. It was like, what are, you know. Well, everybody's got their iPod on their phone now. True. Remember that when, when that was a novel idea? It's like you put your songs in the same place where you make calls. And now we don't even make calls. So I remember the first iPhones. <laughs> and now had, they're museum yeah. pieces. I had the iPhone one. I was the coolest kid in school. I tell you what. And then everybody got them and then I was not. So They get AT&T up in Maine? They do, spottily, but they do. There were some rough times, especially at the start. Yeah, Maine's a pretty desolate place, so not much service. What are we talking about tonight, Thor? Well, you tell me, it's your fucking show. That's true, that's true. We like to get off the rails here. We like to start immediately not talking about what we're talking about. Especially when you don't like the movie. Well... See, the thing is, this this string of, like, Hulk, Iron Man 2, and Thor is by far, I think, the worst string in the MCU. This is a rough Ooh. stretch for me. I mean, if we ever got to Phase 4, we might have a run for our money, but okay. Wow, you think there's, like, a three-movie run that's worse than this? Yeah, I think there could be. I mean, I don't think Phase 2 is that much better. Wow. I'm not a huge fan of Iron Man 3. We all know what my opinion is on Thor Dark World, and I know that you're a little bit higher on that than I am. And, you know, the uh, second Avengers movie is not very good. So if you're taking those three into there, yes, you get the greatness of Winter Soldier and Guardians 1. But outside of that, Phase 2 is not not that great either. And Phase 4 was terrible. Are you counting shows in that too, or just movies? If we just go simply on movies, Shang-Chi was okay. I had some issues with it, but let's just go with, like, Black Widow. We've got Eternals. Uh, what else was in there? Uh, Multiverse of Madness was not particularly good. You, you'd be hard-pressed to find uh, three good ones in a row, let alone three bad ones. Well, I like Eternals more than most, so I would I would say Shang-Chi, Eternals, and No Way Home I liked. And that, I like Eternals more than most, but I'm also lower than no than most people on No Way Home. Oh, that's just a bad take. That's just bad. No Way Home slaps, man. What are you talking about? I mean, it's okay, but I mean, I still think Homecoming was the best one. Yeah. I love Homecoming. Homecoming is very good. We'll get to that uh, in, in 2028 or whenever we get there. <laughs> I don't know. Along with whatever <laughs> the next Marvel films or, excuse me, Avenger films are going to be like 2029, 2030. Yeah, if those things even get released. What are we doing? What is going on in Hollywood? Well, especially with this strike now. I mean, who knows when things will end. 
Yeah. A buddy was telling me, just put Tom Cruise at the head of SAG. Just have him walk into the room of the studios. He's coming out with a deal. He can do anything. Well, somebody was mentioning online to, I think, the head negotiator for SAG that what they should do is is have Tom Cruise jump out of a plane and land on the picket line every day. He would, too. He'd be like, that sounds fun. He most definitely would. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he that would be great. That would be fantastic. He's fantastic in Dead Reckoning. Go see Dead Reckoning. I couldn't believe yeah. the motorcycle stunt. He has dialogue. Okay. Are we ever going to talk about Thor? No, but can we just talk about how he has dialogue in the motorcycle scene? It's not that he just jumps off the cliff. Is He speaks words while doing it. That blew my mind. I was like, oh my god. Except he could have been dubbing it. I don't. Do you, okay. Everything you've read about Tom Cruise, you think he dubbed it? No fucking way. He said that. Okay. What was funnier to me was is that you have Simon Pegg helping him from the car in a self-driving car. They did address it, though, where he like looked at the wheel and he's like, mm, do I trust you? I thought I like that because I, I thought of that. And then he looked. And I was like, OK, cool. They thought of it, too. OK, again, when your big bag enemy is the entity and it's an AI program, how does it not take over the vehicle? I don't know. It's so busy, man. It's doing so many things like, you know. It's just, it's got to, it's got to pick and choose its battles. Anyway, great movie. Go check it out. Please go see it in theaters over and over and over again. I will also recommend it. I thought it was awesome. Anyway, let's get to the actual thing at hand. I got stuff to do. Oh, oh, I didn't know I was bothering you. Oh, okay. Well, everybody, let's get going for Tom. (laughs) All right. What a great tragedy. All right. We're talking about Iron Man 2, right? Um, It was last (laughs) month. That's right. Okay, Thor. Here we go. Um, let's start. Um, what do you think of it? What do you What do you think about Thor? As origin films go, it's pretty mediocre. It's fine to introduce the character. You got us to care at least enough about him and about Loki, which was what it needed to accomplish in order to get to Avengers. It introduced us to a, a couple of new characters. But besides that, like, I know Kenneth Branagh is a good Shakespearean director. He is completely out of his depth in this movie. I'm not somebody that, unless I'm really looking for it, really looks at the cinematography or really notices it. Like, when I'm watching something critically, I watch it through a completely different eye. The amount of Dutch angles in this is so unnecessary. Hmm. It's meant to usually be used as a device to disorient the audience, but half the time it felt like you were just throwing them in for the sake of throwing them in. It wasn't done with any specific purpose in mind. And the production design was a little bit bigger and grander, but that's why I think they poke so much fun at it in Ragnarok is, is that we get the line in Avengers, does mother know if you wear her drapes? I mean, these costumes are so ridiculous. They're, they're terrible compared to stuff that we got later on that was much more modern and less Shakespearean. So I don't know why he necessarily got tapped to do this. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, we'll take it on an individual by individual basis. Stellan Skarsgård, great in this movie. Tom Hiddleston, great in this movie. Chris Hemsworth, hard to see anybody else in that part at this point. We'll get to later who else was up for the part because it's actually interesting. Mm. Other than that, 
you know, I'm not sure why Rene Russo is in this movie. Anthony Hopkins is way too good to be in this movie. Two-time actor winner, or two-time best actor winner, Anthony Hopkins. Or as he goes to his friends, Tony. And I'm not really sure what the whole story of this is, ultimately. The bad is, is it Loki? Is it the Frost Giants? It's hard to say. It has no, like, true antagonist outside of Thor's own ego. And so it, it kind of makes for a very confusing film as far as what the true opposition is. Yeah. And don't forget the big metal guy. He was fun. Oh, yeah. The Destroyer or whatever. Oh, is that his name? I don't even know. That's how unmemorable it was. I don't know. It was what it was on all the marketing because I remember like the cans of Dr. Pepper that featured that on the, the poster and whatnot. And, and you see the movie and you're like, this has almost nothing to do with whatever is going on in the movie. Yeah. I, uh, I don't care for this movie very much. I find it very boring. This is one of the most boring Marvel movies to me. I think it's really slow, which, you know, not every Marvel movie has to have action balls to the walls the whole time, but I don't find the non-action interesting in this movie really at all except for like a couple scenes with Loki. I think he's really interesting. Other than that, Hemsworth, I actually don't think is very good in this movie. I think he is a perfect Thor as he goes through the MCU, but this one, I don't care for his performance and the eyebrows drive me nuts. He looks ridiculous in this thing. I, who on earth told him to dye his eyebrows blonde to match his hair? It looks ridiculous. That's not how humans look. It, it is so disorienting to me that he looks like that. Is that something that bothers you at all or not? I mean, I guess I noticed without noticing before now. Like, I'm I'm looking at it, and especially, like, there's that scene where he's in the interrogation room, and his beard's colored, too, and it looks kind of awkward. But I never really thought about it that much further than, well, this looks weird compared to where he is, like, now. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, people with bleach blonde hair still have, like, like their beard and their eyebrows are not that color. It's, it's not, a, like, a natural color. Like, it's just, I don't know. It really bothers me. And it makes me, like, drop this movie a whole point just because of that. Like, I can't stand and it. he's a true Norseman, you would think that he would have, like, reddish tints in there. True. They took a role from a true, uh, yeah, a true Viking. Hollywood, man. Always doing that. Always taking well, those from this is pre-Disney, but it it <laughs> kind of feels like a Disney fuck up. True. Yeah, true. This is Paramount. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the relics. All, pretty much all of phase one was Paramount. Yeah. What uh, was it? Iron Man so 3 they the was disc- a- uh, So I think Avengers is the first one that's truly Marvel Studios, and then it's um, a part of Disney, quote-unquote. But Iron Man 3 was still on Paramount, and then I want to say Dark World was the first one that's truly Disney. But they were the distribution company early on in that kind of phase one before they kind of hit it big, and then Disney acquired Marvel Studios. Yeah. yeah. So that's why all of these feature Paramount on the front. And for a while, all the phase one films were on cable because Paramount was just throwing it up wherever they wanted. Smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Paramount. 
crushes the game. They, you know, they don't always make the best movies, but they know how to, when they had a good hit movie, they know how to, to market it for sure. Um, better than Warner Brothers, I'll tell you that much. Uh, wolf. Okay, well, let, let's not get into that right now. We, we, we could talk about that much, much later. I, I feel like a 30-minute tangent coming just on that. 30 minutes, wow, that was a conservative estimate. Um, I do think this movie has a great score, though. I never noticed a score before this time I watched it, and I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it detracted, but compared to some of the scores that we've gotten, you know, it's kind of forgettable to me. Like, if you want to compare it to, um, boy, obviously the Avenger ones, because you got the, the Avenger themes bombastic in the background. And I want to say, like, Black Panther's got a great score. I actually don't think Doctor Strange, the first one, is too bad of a score. Uh, and most of the Captain America films are pretty well scored, too. So I guess I'm just... As long as it doesn't bother me or go out of its way to be bad, it's going to be okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a great score in the MCU. I just I don't have many positive things to say. So it's a okay. good score. I liked it. You liked Cat Dennings. <laughs> I, I love me some Cat Dennings. Okay. If you say one bad word about her, I'm shutting this, this down. I have nothing to say about her. Okay, well, that's fine. She's amazing, and I love her, and she's great. Meow, meow. Um, let's jump right in to our categories here. What do you want to hit first? I don't even remember what the categories are. It's been that long. Oh, this is going to be good. This will be a good pod then. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I can do stuff off the cuff. That's what I've normally done, but I'm just saying, I don't remember specifically. I think it's what hero villain and then like percentages, correct? Hero. Why would we do best hero? The movie's named Thor. I don't know. It could have best hero, Guardians. Hogan. When we get to Avengers or Guardians and there are team-up movies. Fair. I'm glad you do so much prep for this pod. It really makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> let's go best sidekick. Let's kick I off do there. lots of press for, prep for this. So Now, here's the part where I, I thought about it because I knew sidekick was going to come up. Hmm. Who is the sidekick in this movie? Well, there are multiple. You could pick whoever you want. I think we kind of got to that on Iron Man, too. It's not like any one discernible, this is the sidekick, right? Yeah, it's just, you know, whoever you whoever whoever is like a supporting character that helps the hero that you want to... Uh, so for the Iron Man movies, I tried to pick it, so I picked like a different one each time. So I, I think I, I went with like... I know I went with Rhodey in two. I think I went with Hogan, Happy Hogan in one, just to kind of like split it up. So then if I'm going to do that, I think because this is probably her biggest part, because I don't remember her a ton from Dark World, and I may be stepping on that a little bit. I'm going to go with Sif. I thought mm. she was the clear leader of the sidekick band or the Warriors 3. Um, she looks great in this movie and carrying a lot of water for the in-between transitions of the scenes. I'll go with her. It's a great pick. I went with her as well. I think. Oh, um, see, there you go. Yeah, one of them she's not even in. Is it Ragnarok that she's not in at all? She's not in anything past Dark World. Yeah. Well, no, she's in Love and Thunder. Is she? I don't remember no. her being in there. Yeah, because she's. Um, she's. And I uh, actually where... liked that film. Oh God, you you would. Um, Thor and Korg go to see her because her like arm gets chopped off, and she's like. 
no, let me die and I'll go to Valhalla. And he's like, well, actually, you have to die in battle. So your arm will be in Valhalla, but uh, but you are not. So she's in that. But yeah, she was shooting, I don't know, Firefly or whatever show she was in. I don't even remember. Um, she couldn't be in one of them. But yeah, I thought this was her best performance. And the Warriors 3, I don't know. I find them kind of uh, duds. Throughout Wanting. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing really to them. And Sif is a badass, and and I really love the moment where Thor is like amping them all up, and he's like, "Who showed everyone that like women can be mighty?" She's like, "I did." And he's like, "Oh, well, I I supported you." I thought that was a good line. She really flexed her muscles there. So I went with her um, percentage wise. I don't know five, being generous. Rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. Oh, he that's right. He's he just uh, recently passed away, so. That's right. He's in Ahsoka, the new show. He's, mm-hmm. he's not the Sith, but not the Jedi in Ahsoka. Um, yes. So 5% is probably about right since the character doesn't have any staying power. Yeah, there's no chance. I just don't want to say zero because I don't want to be mean, but there's really no chance she'll be in any Hall of Fames. There are way too many other sidekicks from other movies that will push her out of the way. Yeah. Could you name the Warriors 3? If I said I'll give you $100 to name the Warriors 3, could you do it? I couldn't name one of them. I feel like one is named Hogan. I think it's Hogan, but... See, the thing is, is I actually put the cast list down. It's Volstagg, uh, Hogan, and... Well, obviously Sif, but I don't even have the third one on the cast list that I put down, which is sad. Yeah, there is another. I could have got Hogan and Volstagg. I knew I, I could not tell you the other one though. I, I couldn't give you the third one. I don't even know. I don't even know which one is Ray Stevenson. Is he Volstagg? Or... Yeah. And the only other one I mentioned was the Asian guy who shows up and then gets murdered by um, his sister in Ragnarok. Brutal. Zachary Levi is the other one, right? Is Doesn't he play the other one, or is that the next movie? I don't remember him being in this, so okay. Must be the next movie he's in. He plays the other Warriors 3 in one of them. Um, oh, sure. All right, so we both said Sif. There we go. Look at that. Some love for Sif. Speaking of love, let's move to love interest. I assume we'll have the same one here, but you never know. Well, Loki in the throne, I, I think that makes the most sense. But no. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's obviously Natalie Portman and, uh, okay. Jane Foster. Uh, I'll just say, yeah, she played a part. She was about as convincing as the star Wars prequels. Um, oh, wow. Come on. Come on. See, I enjoy those movies yet. That's the Unnecessary thing. Necessary roughness. 15 yards. Come on. She's fine. Um, but, uh, Fifteen percent. Wow, that's low. I wow. I went fifty percent. I think there's a real shot she gets in. There aren't a ton of love interests, and she's. I mean, she's in a lot of these movies. She's in Dark World. She comes back in Love and Thunder. Um, I thought she I was really can, good in Love and Thunder. I think we can get to quite a few love interests, and I know that she's one of the central ones because she's part of the original group, but. I mean, we've got some pretty heavy hitters coming up. Yeah. Peggy. Gamora. 
Yeah, now, that's true. Now, do you count... Because Ant-Man doesn't technically have a love interest unless it's the daughter. What are you talking about? Him and Hope are together. Oh, yeah. I, I'm about? sorry. I'm bad. I still think the daughter would be a nominee for that. I wanted to do that one, so that's that's why I, I mean, went that one. I mean, my love interest would be Catherine Newton. Holy Moses. She is the perfect are human you dude. Are you walking but, all over your newfound love in Haley Atwell already? She's also great. And Palm Mantis was great in Dead Reckoning 2. I didn't know she didn't have antenna. That was weird. I was like, that's kind of Oh, funny. I didn't even realize it was the same person. Yeah, that's Mantis. Yeah. Okay. You might not have recognized her voice because she doesn't speak in the movie, but she's quite good in it. What were we talking about? Jane. I like Jane. I like Natalie Portman in this. I think she's fine. I like her in the role. I think it, she's fine. I you think just said part- it. Fine. You don't say fine unless she's just fine. I think she's good. How about that? I think the problem in their relationship, at least in this movie, is not her. I think it's Thor is the problem, not her. In the movie. I'm well aware that Natalie Portman can act. I think she's fantastic in the movie that she won her Oscar for. Oh, so good. Oh, but when God. she's in franchise IP, she kind of phones it in. I don't think she's phoning this in. And also, did you see those movies she was in with Star Wars? I would phone it in, too. I can't believe any of them survived those movies. Those were so bad. Well, Hayden Christensen pretty much did not until the recently Emmy-nominated Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. That's ridiculous. And that's my favorite Star Wars show, and that is ridiculous. That should not be nominated for nothing. <laughs> Maybe a Razzie. Uh, I, anyway. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I like Jane. I like Jane. Um, so we'll disagree on that. Uh, let's go to let's go to fight slash action scene. Oh, that's couple, right. See, I did completely forget this part, but a couple nominees. I bet we'll differ on this one. So, what are the possibilities here? You have uh, Thor versus the Frost Giants. Yep. You have Thor versus Loki near the end, and then the bridge collapse. You have. Thor versus the Destroyer. Am I missing any major ones? Uh, yeah, Thor versus Shield when he's going for the hammer. I think. Oh, sure. A quasi. And you know what? Now that you mention it, I would say that's probably the best one because that's probably the closest to like real life action instead of comic book action. Mm. Um, So I went. Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'm gonna say ten percent. I gave the same percentage, but to a different scene. I went with the Frost Giant battle as the best uh, action sequence of the film. I think it does a good job of blending like Marvel humor in with the fight. You know, they're about to leave and he's like, go home, princess, or whatever he says. And then Loki's like, oh, no. (laughs) And I think so. I think it does a good job with that. I think we get the Warriors three doing something, which is rare. In this, in these movies, um, that yeah, but they get injured immediately in both fights. Well, they're not very useful. They're kind of like the the cheerleaders three more than the warriors three. But uh, um, and then Odin shows up and just you know badass as he is. This is like the closest we get to Odin in action. I can't really think of too many action scenes he does in the entire series. You know the the warriors three, not Sif. Let's just exclude her. But the warriors three to me, seem like the kind of cartoonish uh, Robin Hood and his merry men who do the musical interlude for Shrek. (laughs) 
Amazing. They're just yeah. there to like background dance and then oh, we could get picked off easily. Yeah, they're groupies. They're groupies. Yes, that's perfect. That is perfect. Um, so All I right. went ten percent. There's really no. And chance. that seems fair. I mean, yeah, as far as fight sequences go, not likely that anything from this is gonna. In fact, nothing probably from the first two films are gonna be anywhere near the top ten. Action sequence, probably not. You're right. I can't even. There's just of... way too many of them. Yeah, I can't really think of any action sequences in Dark World that I are even standing out in my mind right now. So, yeah, you're probably right. Um, Gonna go to villain? Yeah, villain is next. Who'd you pick? What do we think? So, now, I do need to ask a question as far as percentages, because I'm gonna go low-key. Everybody's gonna go low-key here. Yeah. Uh, How much of an antagonist he is in this film is a little bit to be determined, but by the end, he is pretty much full heel. Now, do we take, as far as percentages... Do we take Loki as across the entire MCU? Because obviously he's in a lot of different films and series. Or are we taking him from individual films? Because I think that would drop my percentage. If he's just the antagonist from Thor, then that's clearly lower than if you did Loki from Avengers or something else. I think we probably got to do it just overall. I think it would get too confusing to try to do movie by movie. Okay, and that's what I figured we'd go. So I'm going to say 100% he's in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, I, I went 99, just to leave that little, little slight crack. But yeah, he's definitely in. There's there's no way he's not. He's the, I mean, he's the freaking villain of the Avengers. Like, that is... The it. only question I would have is, is that by the end of the Infinity Saga, he's not really a villain anymore. Yeah, that's true, but still... He was the villain in the Avengers. He's got to be a villain. Yeah. Um, this movie, I do like him though a lot. I think he really, I think he's great with the whole, you know, cause he's trying to play sympathetic and trying to, you know, act like he, he gives a shit about Odin and, and everything, but really he, he's just pining for the throne and he's being a little snake. Um, and that's the Loki I love. I love it when Loki's a snake. So I, I think he does some really great stuff. And, I have a couple uh, questions slash hot takes about Loki, but uh, uh, maybe he's not entirely wrong in this film either. Well, to be f- quite frank, a lot of villains usually have some accuracy to what they're doing. They just go about it in the wrong way. Mm, Malika. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. that That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking more Thanos, but anyway. Hashtag Thanos was right. Not quite, but... Kill them. Kill them all. Or half of them all. Uh, it would solve a lot of problems. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It would solve a lot of problems. Uh, let's... Okay, so those are the those are the smaller ones. Now we've got the, the ones with like the nominees and we can really dive in. Do you want to do best line first or best scene first? Let's do best line first because I have my very limited nominees here. Yeah, I came up with five. Let's see if you have any. I got four. Okay. Um, I have another when Thor smashes his beer. Um, It's it's an iconic one. The guy, I think it's uh, Volstag. Do not mistake my appetite for apathy. (laughs) I think he's really funny. Um, Odin, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. It's obviously a big one. Uh, Thor, you're big, fought bigger. 
and then loki at the end all that strength what goods it do you now Uh, those are my five so i have a few that improve on that uh thor walking into the pet shop i need a horse we don't have horses just dogs cats birds then give me one of those large enough to ride that's fantastic thor you know i had it all backwards i had it all wrong selvig it's not a bad thing finding out that you don't have all the answers you start asking the right questions. Thor, for the first time in my life, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. Selvig, anyone who's ever going to find his way in this world has to start by admitting he doesn't know. So a little bit of philosophy in there, and given uh, our discussion recently on The Dark Knight, I think you know where my heart is on philosophy. The only other one that I have to add to your list is, Thor, this mortal form has grown weak. I need sustenance. Mm. Yeah, Thor is, is, he does show some flashes of the comedic Thor that we'll see later on. Like, there's just little moments where he's brilliant, like the horse thing. It's so funny. And the and the beer, when he's, like, chugging it and he's, like, looking at Selvig. and <laughs> just about kills him. Um, that's good, too. So I, I do enjoy the comedic flashes. But what He did you should think is- do, like, an action comedy at some point. But, so to get to your overall point, Whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. That's the important quote for this from this one, because it carries us all the way through Ultron and up through Endgame to a very important scene. Yes, I, I also chose that as well. And I actually will give it a decent percent chance. I'm going to go 40%. Okay, that's pretty good. I think it has an outside chance. I'm not going to put it in the the favorables because i do think there are some better lines overall that could be up there but i think it's got a shot because i don't remember all of the great lines ever it's not nearly on the level of i am iron man which obviously has another outsized importance and i think we guaranteed that would basically be in the final quotes but this is going to be up there it's a defining line of the character for sure it's not like super iconic but it's one of the most important lines in terms of story in the entire MCU. Cause like you said, it does pay off in Endgame and love and thunder. Um, so it, it does have a lot of importance moving forward. I went a 33% chance. So I, I think there's a, a decent shot at it. Um, so not too far apart. Yeah. But yeah, not a lot of uh, good lines and not a lot of great scenes. I, I had four nominated scenes and yeah, we'll see if you have any more. I have the frost giant battle. And I kind of lumped okay. in with that, the the coronation going into the Frost Giant battle, um, the whole thing. I had Thor isn't worthy, which is when he goes to the, he beats up the shield agents, tries to lift the hammer and can't. Uh, Thor gets late night drinks and stargazes. And then Thor versus Loki on the bridge. Those are my four. Anything? No, I think I'm pretty good. I mean, you hit all the important parts and to be quite honest, they revolve all around pretty much the action. There, There isn't a lot in the quiet moments of this film. I don't feel like you want to see Chris Hemsworth doing anything other than beating guys to death with a hammer. True. Yeah, the only scene that I really enjoyed that isn't fighting is really the when he gets drinks and then talks to Jane about Asgard. Which is probably one more than I would have probably gone, but, you know, that's fine. I think maybe you could go for the um, 
scene in the bar between him and Selvig, but even that, I'm like, eh. I mean, we said that already in quotes a little bit, so I'm not too worried about adding that thing in. Really, it, it comes down to most of the fight and action sequences in this. So for me, it becomes a fight between the uh, action scene versus action scene. I like the end of the movie with the bridge scene because of the significance of that, although they kind of retcon it uh, completely by the time we get to Avengers. He's just able to freely go to and from places without really any problem whatsoever. It delays him by, what, a half an hour into the movie? But we'll get to that in a couple of months. And then there's the other scene where I think that was the scene everybody watched to say, hey, this guy could be an extraction. Yeah, I went with Thor isn't worthy. I think that's the best scene in the movie is him it going for the is. hammer. Because yeah, you get Hawkeye too. You know, Renner's great. You better call it Coulson because I'm starting to root for this guy. Exactly. Um, I, I like him in it. And and it's really, that's like definitely the most moving moment of the movie for me when he realizes he's not worthy and he just like screams to the heavens because he's so mad. I went 5%. I don't think there's much chance this gets in, but maybe. I'll go 2%. Ooh, a little milk. A little milk action. I like it. All right, those are the categories. Look at this. We're flying by. We're going to make sure you can do your things after the pod, whatever these things are. Yeah, we um, haven't gone on too many tangents quite yet, other than the opening here. Not yet. Nate's keeping us on track. Good job, Nate. You're not Finally. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Um, before we go though, we got to do, we got to do hot takes and lingering questions. Do you have any questions or hot takes? I don't understand the inclusion of the frost giants. I know mythically it makes sense, but they just aren't really explained. They're kind of there and they're the foil, but they're not really. So, okay. We just needed somebody to kind of stand in as the MacGuffin bad guys. It seems part of that is, is it just feels really low stakes. Well, we needed Loki to be adopted, so we needed some sort of of people. And that is mythically and comically accurate. Yeah, they don't do a lot. Though. And really, it's kind of too bad that they really dropped the Frost Giant storyline with Loki immediately after this. I mean, I don't even think it's ever mentioned. Other than nope. like the, the, the tiny reference in Infinity War when he dies, he like turns a little blue. Like that's kind of it for what they continue with the storyline, which is too bad. I think it would have been interesting. Yes, but also he betrays and murders his own father. Who among us hasn't done that from time to time? I I think you might, but I, I would have a hard time doing that. Yeah, I told you my dad left. I didn't tell you where he left or why he left or how he left. Or if anyone has ever seen him since. Yeah, who knows? I hope not. Maybe I'm it's Nate. I'm going to have some explaining to do if somebody does. Uh, uh, to go along with Loki, here's a question, a philosophical question. Lord knows you love philosophy. Oh, yes. Why wouldn't Odin choose Loki to be the king? Because he Racism. knows... Well, sure. But, well, I mean, I know why, because Thor is his, <laughs> his actual blood. But, but if you're looking at it, like, you know, without bias, he knows Thor is a hothead. And typically the, the warriors don't make the best kings necessarily because they just, you know, always want to fight. I feel like Loki is smarter than Thor for sure. And he's more tactical. And he's part Frost Giant. So he would have a better relationship with the Frost Giants and can maybe, you know, do a little parlay 
in pirate terms, if you will. So, you know, I think Loki might be the better choice for King. Mm. Other than he tries to, you know, take over Earth and, and kill billions. Other than that, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, the, just that tiny little thing. Although he does that after he's denied, so maybe he never would do that. So a couple of other nitpicks with this. One, he calls Thor his firstborn, which we know is not the case. So he's intentionally lying to that whole thing. And I think Ragnarok does a really good job of kind of undermining his importance in the early part of these films. Although it tries to make a farce out of the entire narrative of Thor up to that point. So it accomplishes that full well. But why would they also have a coronation before Odin died? It seemed kind of weird. And it's also weird to me. Because at the end, he kind of like embraces Thor. Uh, doesn't he like even say you'll make a good king or something along those lines? Yeah. And then it just, and then we go years and he still doesn't give it to him. That seems odd. It's like, wait, so you were going to give it to him and then he fucked up. But then you're like, oh no, you'd actually be really good. But it's a very Logan Roy situation we got going on here. Very Logan Kendall-y. I'm not debating that one. I mean, that that's, that's an apt comparison, but... I, I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because coronations are usually after one has died. And it's not like you were lessening on time. As we find out in Ragnarok, he's like thousands of years old. So yeah. why give it to him then compared to any other time? Could yeah. he sense his own demise? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Who's Connor Roy in this world? Who's Connor? Probably Ray uh, Stevenson. Full stack. Just eating. Just having a good mm-hmm. time. Just eat. He'd be the one to gift some bread goo. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. I have, uh, I have a question. How did Jane get her license? She hits this man multiple times with a car, and then she almost just flies off the road when he's just talking to her. Like, he's not doing anything, and she just drives into the field and almost crashes the fucking thing. How does she ever get her license? Do you not drive very often in, like, urban populated centers? I live in Maine, so no. I was going to say, there are plenty of terrible drivers that you wonder how the hell they ever passed a test. It just it just seems strange that she's a doctor, but she can't drive a car. I mean, she hits him multiple times. And I'll, I'll forgive the, the storm one, but I mean, Christ, at the hospital, she just bowls him over. Like I think that head. was more on him for just walking behind a vehicle that you could probably already see the taillights. I mean, okay. You should probably look, though, when you're backing up you, in, at a hospital. You did not have her backup it. camera working. The entity took it over. And it was like, yes, you're all exactly. good. You're all good. Um, and here we go. Here's a hot take. You ready for this? This is hot. This is like sure. right out of the oven. This is the worst Thor movie. Okay. This is by far my least favorite Thor movie and dark world is not even number three. I kind of figured that. Yeah. It's wrong, but it's, I could figure that. Yeah. I go Ragnarok, dark world, love and thunder. And then way down here is Thor. I do not enjoy this movie. What are your rankings for Thor? Well, I mean, given that we haven't even talked about multiples of these yet, but uh, I, I, Probably do three, four, one, two. Okay. All right. You like Love and Thunder? I do. 
Lord knows if I'll ever get to it, you know. There might be a strike, might be a podcasting strike, and we have to, we never get to it, who knows. If we're into the process where either of us is part of SAG or the WGA, I think we've done pretty well for ourselves, and I'd be happy to strike at that point. I'm always pro-labor. Anywho. Back to the point. I don't even know what we were talking about. What, what were we exactly. talking about? Uh, apparently your least favorite Thor film. Yes. Yes, you just the, the audience just missed a tangent that will be lost to history because I will not uh, repeat what I said on air. Um, <laughs> yes, this is the this is the worst Thor movie in my opinion, and it's not even close. It's it's by far the one I want to rewatch the least. But we'll see. Maybe this will change my mind. Maybe I'll watch Dark World and hate it. Hmm. We'll find Fair. out in twenty twenty six. Come back and listen. Um, all right. Any other thoughts before we jump over to your pod? Probably not ones that uh, we couldn't already do over there. So, unless you've got a, a big tangent coming from one of these, I, I think we're good. I think I'll save it for yours. We got All a right. few, in, Fair few in the few in the chamber that we're ready to go at any time. So, we'll <laughs> make me do more editing than on your show. Okay, I get it. I mean, we did just have like a seven minute tangent that I'm cutting. Fair enough. So, <laughs> fair enough. I don't um, think this movie lends itself to a, a very long or engaged conversation compared to some movies. No. And I promise the audience, I do like Marvel and I, I will enjoy some of these movies. <laughs> it's just the beginning is a rough slog for me, but like what I think now we're hitting a stride, like first Avenger, I don't love, but like it's good enough. And then, it, and then it like jumps up with Avengers and then we're off to the races. So we're getting there. Um, before we go, why don't you tell them what you're doing and where they can find you? Well, you'll find the second half of this discussion over on Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on their feed. Uh, it's a show I regularly do with my father that Adam has now been a guest on four times. We'll get his fifth later this year so he can earn his hat, like one I'm wearing. And uh, we just recently did the Dark Knight trilogy, so you can check that out. I would especially encourage everyone to listen to our Dark Knight pod that Adam was on. And... Uh, we, we have some exciting stuff coming up recently or in the near future. Uh, I know we just revisited Casablanca after we did the Dark Knight trilogy, and uh, we're getting to our 175th episode. I think here, uh, if we haven't just finished it, we will be finishing it depending on when this episode comes out. So that is going to be on 2001 A Space Odyssey. So if you want to take a really trippy journey with us, uh, listen to that episode as well. But uh, definitely some exciting things for the rest of the year in the hopper you can find us on spotify apple basically wherever you get your podcasts that is greatest movie of all time again no the it's just greatest movie of all time podcast and uh, we have some good times over there yes it's always a blast i love going on can't wait to get my hat um very excited when are we doing twilight when's that call coming when are we doing it so I did tell you that Dana was going to do that with you, and he is fully available. If you need to coordinate, that is greatest all time movie podcast at gmail.com. And uh, or you can possibly reach out to him on the socials at Gmote Podcast, although I think he's just at Dana W. Duncan on Twitter. So yeah, you can go find him there. But uh, otherwise, I don't think I feel a need to be on those episodes. Oh, you got to be on it. Come on. It's one of the greatest franchises of all time. You got to be on it. Uh, sure. 
I'm I'm perfectly comfortable uh, listening to it afterwards. If you guys want to produce and edit and do that and watch Twilight, let alone anything, I think my biggest complaint is is that I would actually have to watch Twilight. Then uh, I think I'm good. Have you ever seen them? No, and I don't then, need to. Then you don't know they're they, they might be good. I very much enjoy them. I had yes, might might be good, and they also more likely could be bad. Can't disagree with you there. Um, <laughs> I like it. Twilight Heads, I like it. Team Edward all the way. Fuck Jacob. Um, yeah, great. Go listen to Greatest Movie of All Time. It's a lot of fun. I actually, on one of my, I'm like subscribed to a bunch of like podcast promotion things. <laughs> and they send me matches of like, oh, these podcasts would be good for you to collaborate with. And Dana was on. <laughs> they matched me with Dana. I was like, oh, maybe I'll reach out to him. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah. But follow us on Twitter at the Circuitverse. We got a lot of sports content that Tom disagrees with up there. Um, we got a lot of movie content. We got a whole bunch of stuff. So go follow us there, and follow on Twitter at Rev Almanac. We put up a ton of lists. My buddy Corns and I are doing a podcast starting in 2024, and he goes nuts with the lists. He's awesome at the social media stuff. We have so many lists you won't even be able to keep track of. You know, with. As many lists as you come up with on a regular and daily basis on ranking stuff, I have to say, your lists are about as bad as the committee's rankings. The committee. The committee. The infamous committee. The ever-revolving committee. Do you have a one in particular that is bad of my lists that you can that you want to land base me for right now or no? Well, making a Thomas Mapother the fourth list that doesn't include a few good men in the top 10 is just criminal. I am seeing, you'll be glad to know by the time this releases, I will have seen it. I figured oh, out a way. Finally. I, I figured out a way to watch it where I didn't have to buy it on Amazon. Cause fuck you, Amazon that you can't rent the movie. Ridiculous. Um, is it I called Redbox? To watch it. No, but that's a good idea. Actually <laughs> that never crossed. I forget that physical media exists. Um, that is an option. And there is one at Walgreens. I think my local Walgreens has a red box, but no AMC plus I could do a free trial. I finally found it on there. So, uh, by the time you've heard this, I will have seen a few good men. Will it make my top 10 list? Uh, it'd be hard to knock out. I mean, I know there are quite a few mission impossible films to put in there, but I mean, Christ, there's four now that belong in the top 10 for me for him. Probably. Two Top Guns, so we're at six now. The first Top Gun does not need to be in his top ten. I know it was one of his biggest films. Preposterous. Mm. Erroneous. Erroneous on all accounts, as Vince Vaughn would say. This- well, and to be fair, I also hate Jerry Maguire, so. Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to stop this before we get into a fist fight virtually. <laughs> um, so, Tom, thanks for coming on. It was a blast, and I'll see you in just a second over on your pod. Sounds good. All right. That is going to do it for the streaming circuit. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.